Okay. Hi, everybody. My name is Stacy J, and I am a compulsive over and under eater um, in the eastern U.S. And um, I like getting the the glittery and shiny stuff out of the way first. So uh, I have been in OA for um, over 10 years. I have also been abstinent for over 10 years from my binge foods. And I have lost from my top weight over 100 pounds. And I came in to program when I was 29. And uh, I just turned 40. Um, So I'll get into that here in a moment. Um, But one other other qualifier that I am uh, very... Uh, proud and open uh, to share is that I um, I never have uh, believed in a traditional conception of God, and I still don't. And so um, for me, the third tradition is really important. That uh, being the only requirement for membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. And I start out with that because it's very important for me to um, say that for my own benefit because when I first came into program, I was I was looking for reasons why this program would not work for me. And um, I have a very similar uh, background as a, um, as a lot of speakers. Um, I uh I did a lot of really um shameful things with food and um so working through uh finding ways to show myself healing and compassion and love through that shame um has been a uh, quite the journey for me um not near being as over with it as I wish I was, but um, although I don't believe in that traditional conception of God, I believe that um, things happen in the timing that they're supposed to. And um, I, otherwise I, I wouldn't know uh, or be aware enough to be able to catch it, so to be aware. So, um, one of my um, one of my favorite um, poets uh, talks about how you know something doesn't ever really go away until it teaches you everything that you want to know and or that you need to know. Um, doesn't always teach me what I want to know, <laughs> but it does teach me what I need to know. And so. Um, Learning about myself and this program, um, well, let me rephrase that. Being in this program allowed me the space in my head to learn about myself. And before that time, I was completely overflowing with thoughts about food, with thoughts about if only I was at this weight, if only I was 
um, fitting into this jean size. If only, if only, if only. And I really appreciate the OA 12 and 12 um, talking about the if only, if only, if only my spouse would listen to me, if only blah, blah, blah. Um, everything would just be great. And then I got down to that weight um, through extreme dieting, over-exercising. And at the very end of it, I was um, going into bulimia. And I never dieted it through high school. I was actually one of the biggest girls in my high school graduating class. But um, there was a, a split that flipped, and it went from one extreme to the other. And I actually gave myself a stress fracture in my foot from over-exercise. And when that all happened, and when I was binging food and hiding food and stealing food from my roommates and um, driving in the middle of the night to get food, you know, so many different things that I've heard uh, that I've heard other people do. And when those things happened to me, I just, I couldn't believe it because I was in the middle of college and I considered myself a, a fairly intelligent person that had always gotten me through, you know, where, um, well, I couldn't be the funny one in my family and I couldn't be the pretty one because I was overweight, so I might as well be a, the smart one. So if I was the smart one and I still couldn't figure this out, um, I really saw it as a moral failure. And what I've learned in this program is that some of the smartest people I've ever met are in this program. And so for me, that is a collection of case studies that this is not an issue of intelligence. For me, the way I see it is that that shows me I'm a data person. I want to see the data. I'm a scientist by trade. And I need to see the data that shows me why does this work and how does it work. And why it works is because intelligence is not an issue. If I could have figured this out, I would have. I read all the books. I read all the articles. I watched all the TED Talks. I did all the things. I talked to all the people. I read, sought out all the experts. I created all the spreadsheets, but I still couldn't figure this out. And neither could so many people that I've met in this program. Again, I mean, CEOs of companies and um, and entry, you know, everything from CEOs to entry level workers to, you know, we all have such great experiences, um, regardless of of you know, that one qualifier of education. So regardless of that, intelligence, I have been shown time and time again that that is not the reason why I keep coming back. I keep coming back because there is something that is out of my capability because I am a capable person, and I have to keep telling myself this, but I am a capable person, and it is outside my capability. And um, the first step says we admitted we were powerless over food. And um, when I first came in, you know, another thing looking for differences, I was like, well, I'm not powerless. You know, I've, I've got all this willpower. Like, look at how far I've come, people. But um, the take I have on that now is that 
I am powerless over this disease that's in my head, but I am not helpless. And my um, my attendance in these meetings shows that I am not helpless because I am seeking help. I might not be seeking the best help ever, all the time, um, but I am seeking help, and I am not beyond help. I am beyond power because I can't control this thing in my head that keeps, you know, bringing my hand to my mouth or, or getting, you know, glossy-eyed whenever I see the latest fad diet. Um, but it it does get better. Life doesn't necessarily get perfect. There's been so much tragedy in my life, and there's been so much really great stuff. Everything from my dad died after a year of me being in this program to I graduated and I got married and I got a new car and I got flat tires and I lost a cat and I got new friends and, you know, everything, life life continues on. But I, you know, my educated guess is that 87% of the time, I don't, I don't worry about food. And that is such a miracle for me. So God or not, intelligence or not, whatever or not, something about this program works. And for me, that's enough. Like, does it work? Yes. Do I want to care why it works or how it works or whatever? To a certain degree, of course, because I want to be able to to work the program. But after that, it's like, you know what? If it's working, if it, if it, like the saying, if it ain't broke, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And so for me, that's been really helpful. And I've also, this program has, has taught me a lot of, um, of open-mindedness that I've really sought to embody and to value in my life. And it's, it's put me in a new arena to, to be, um, challenged to be more open-minded and more uh, more accepting of of people or of different situations that otherwise, you know, I would have thought that I was a pretty accepting person, but when I came into program, I was like, oh, <laughs> that's, that's a new one. <laughs> so, um, so being able to, to go through a lot of these different things and, um, I just really want to make a plug for traditions. Our traditions are so important. And for me, um, the traditions, it it took a lot of trial and error for uh, the founders of Alcoholics Anonymous to create the traditions. And um, the outside enterprises, as was mentioned in the seventh tradition that was shared earlier, um, with my thanks to... everybody doing service tonight, you know, declining outside contributions, um, the influences of a lot of the diet culture on the very people who um, gain power or money through those different endeavors, I don't have to worry about that here. Nobody's trying to sell me anything in a way. It's not a multi-level marketing scheme. It's not a. 
It's not a, um, you know, book club. It's not anything like that. I don't, if, if I don't have any money, I am never turned away. And um, if I don't have anything else, if I don't have religion, if I don't have money, if I don't have education, if I don't have, you know, anything, I am not turned away as long as I have a desire to stop eating compulsively. And even then, it's like, well, do I really have a desire? Well, I must have at least a little bit of desire if I keep showing up. (laughs) So even if I don't think I do. Um, And I've reached a new challenge um, being 40 years old because I've been experiencing some um some perimenopause symptoms and you know leg cramps and hot flashes and night sweats and just um brain fog and 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 then of course um I worry about my body I worry about my weight I worry about my body image um I worry about the relationship that I have with my partner um, and are they going to still think that I'm attractive or whatever? And so I saw a dietitian, and that dietitian actually had me change up my food for the first time in 10 years. And um, I am in a really scary place with that. I really want to be honest with that. I'm in a very vulnerable, very scary place because I'm trying to figure it out. But... I was talking with a fellow earlier today and the thing that they shared with me is, you know, I hear a lot of struggling and a lot of fear, but I also hear a lot of faith, um, which I was really appreciative of of that reminder um, because I need reminders that I know what to do. I am not helpless. What I need to do is to keep showing up, keep doing service, keep working the steps, keep uh, up with my sponsor and my fellows and keep making those calls that, you know, this is an isolating disease. And so even just picking up the phone and making one phone call is an act of courage. It doesn't seem like it, but, I mean, everything is going against me to tell me that I should know better and I am all alone and this is all my fault. And um, every day, sometimes it's harder than other days, but every day I'm trying to show myself that I am not alone and it is not my fault, Um, regardless of whatever has been um, recorded in my head in an inner critic uh, to, to repeat over and over and over again. I don't even recognize it. Like, I don't even catch it because I'm... So I'm just so um, attuned to it or, uh, uh, you know, so um, uh, numbed by it. Like I don't even catch that I say it all the time. Um, So these are different things that I I keep in mind um, that keep me coming back. And I have realized that, you know, um, I've been working... I've been listening to another program and working that program um, because uh, it's been helping with um, dysfunctional families, and I grew up in one. And um, eating was a survival mechanism. Thank goodness for the food, because I don't know what I would have done 
give a reminder. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I know exactly what I would have done, and I wouldn't have been here. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here. So the food kept me alive. The food kept me safe. And the food kept me distracted. But it just it doesn't work anymore. And um, so now what? You know, I'm going through this kind of uh, purpose crisis and burnout at work and all these different shifts in my body and um but I do I have I have so much hope and so much faith that I will make it to the other side it may not look the way that I want it to it may not look the way that other people want it to but um the one constant that has always been there for me for the past over a decade has been this program and has been the fellows that I've met in this program. There's people I've I've met and I I didn't even think about it. I've known them for over a decade now and we've been really, really close the whole time. And I would have never I would have you know, I didn't even know that that was possible to have friendships that had lasted that long. Um and so um I know that we usually end with a theme um and for me, it's uh, when I when I slow down and listen to that still, small voice, what is one thing that I can do, however small, to reach out for help? Um, so I'd love to hear that from other people, is that when things slow down, what is one small thing that can be done to help? And what does that still small voice suggest? So um, I will leave it with that. And uh, thank you so much for letting me share and for letting me do service. It helps me so much too. And I mean, that's really why I keep coming back. So there you go. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you for letting thank me share. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm going to turn the recording off and then I'll talk to you for a minute.